Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. Tonight what I'm going to do is I'm going to be uh, putting on a uh, seminar soon and it's going to be on angels. We had one on uh, healing not long ago and that, and that turned out pretty good. And so I was asked by, I mentioned during that, that seminar about healing, about being baptized in the Holy Spirit, certain doctrinal things that are very important in the church that you need to know about. And so I was asked by a few people, they just kept prodding at me and saying, hey, listen, do the angels thing. We want to hear about the angels thing. And I'm like, hey, that's great. I love it. I, I, I thought it was a fascinating subject. And, and so... I'm working on that. Tonight, what I'm trying to do is, I'm like, I'm like a fisherman tonight. I'm chumming the water. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a few tidbits at you about, about these angels. And my hoping is that, I, is that you can, I'll get you, I'll stir you up. And you'll say, hey, listen, I want to come to your class. When is it? You know, and we'll let you know when it's, I hope to get that done before the, the end of this month. And so we got a month to get that done. I got, I, you would think, oh, you, you can, you know, Brother Pilot here says, oh, you've got it all. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't know where it is, so I've got I to gotta, I gotta find it. <laughs> I, I, there's, a, there's a lot of cool stuff I know about the angels, and it's all biblical, so we're all going to come straight out of the Bible here. First thing I want to tell you about angels is, you know what? I was, I was uh, setting up the PowerPoint for tonight, and we were looking at angels' backgrounds that we might put. We came up with this. Uh-oh. Well, that's, that's part of our background here. There we go. Hebrews and angels. And that was, this was, a, you know, the cloud looks kind of like an angel, doesn't it? Kind of like the wings of an angel. And we saw fat little baby angels, you know, with wings. And we saw these really good-looking women angels, right? And, but you know what? The Bible never describes an angel as anything other than in the masculine. Amen. Now, I'm not trying to be a male chauvinist here. I'm just telling you how it is. <laughs> okay? So you got a problem with that? Take it up with Jesus, all right? <laughs> it really is the truth, seriously. Uh, that, that, that is the only description we get. And, and it actually, um, just want to get that out of the way in front. So what I'm going to do is, if you've got your Bibles with you, if you've got your phone with your Bible on it, you know what? We're going to be reading out of the first two chapters of the book of Hebrews. Because those first two chapters are loaded with things about angels. And really what it is, the first chapter of, 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 of the book of Hebrews is really a comparison between Jesus and the angels. And so we're going to go through this thing and I'll just show you, we're going to go through both these books. I hope we can get this done and uh, just hit some points on angels so you can just get an idea. I knew I know an awful lot about angels and yet it, it actually surprised me the number of occurrences where it speaks of angels in, the, in those first two chapters, especially the first chapter. So here's, here's where we start. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son. You notice that's bolded and underlined, the son. There's a reason for that. Pay attention to that. Remember that. Whom he appointed heir. That's also important. He's the son and he's the heir. The only way you can be an heir is to be a son or a daughter. 
Those are important things as we go along. So he appointed him heir of all things through whom also he made the worlds. Actually, that word, their worlds, should be he made the ages, not the worlds. He did make the worlds, but that's, that word is an incorrect translation. And most of the translations that I look at, they, they, they put worlds. The New King James, which is that, the, the New American Standard, the Old King James, they all call it worlds, but it really is, he made the ages. He made the, 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 the portions of time that we live in, is what it's saying there. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, I love that. Jesus is the, he is the if you can imagine the brightness of God, the light that, that would emit from him. He's the exact, the express image of God. If you've seen Jesus, you've seen God. He said it himself. Amen. He's the exact image of him. <clears throat> And upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, he sat down at the right hand of majesty on high. Now notice here, notice the bottom, the, the last verse, having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance, there is that inheritance word again, obtain a more excellent name than they. So we're getting right off the bat here, this this. This, this contrast between the son who is an heir and, he's, and the statement gets made that he's greater than the angels, so much greater, so much better than the angels. Now, one of the ways that God spoke to man in times past, these various times, is through angels. And in this portion of scripture, we see this contrast. It's, it's clear here. Now, I want to say this. Is, is, is Pastor Harry in here? I told him I was going to talk about him. I don't see him in here. He's right back there. He actually made a comment to me. He said, you know, you, he, goes, he goes, you need to be careful, how he goes, when you're talking about angels, because some people can get too focused on the angels and actually begin to worship angels. They, 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 they credit the angels too much. Now, angels, angels, one of my points that I want to get across tonight is that is, as powerful as angels are, and we'll see some descriptions of some that are, they're just incredible, the strength that they have. Yet, we are in the, in the order of, if there was a pecking order, it's God, then us, then the angels. So if you're worshiping the angels, you're worshiping backwards, first of all. And you're, and you're not supposed to be worshiping them, first of all. I don't know which first of all has mattered the most. But, uh, you, well, no, that, don't worship. Only worship God. So, so I, I want to make that point here. We, angels, they're, they're cool. They're wonderful. They are, they're actually our servants. But, but uh, they're, not to be, they're not to be worshiped. But you know what? We need them. They're part of God's uh, system, the way he does things here. And you know what? Probably the book that has the, the, the largest amount of of mention of angels would be the book of Revelation, the part that they play in the end times. But I'm, I'm, I, I'm not, I don't mean to belittle or, or, or uh, um, minimize, is a better word, the end times or, or the book of Revelations. But I, I want to focus on the here and now, what's happening right now. I, 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 like, to, I like to walk out of here with the idea of, of, of believing that I've given these people something that they can put in their back pocket and use right now. Rather than way out there in the, as it, what is it, the by and by? Is that how it goes? Out there in the by and by. So, so we've got that. So 
having become so much better than the angels as he has by inheritance, by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. That inheritance is very important by the time we get to this chapter, to the end of this chapter. So we'll move on. For to which of the angels now did he ever say, you are my son? Sonship is incredibly important. Now, we know it's talking about Jesus here, but I'll just let the cat out of the bag. We're his brothers. Sonship is important. It says we're made in his image and his likeness. We're one with him. So his sonship is our sonship. So for to which of the angels... Did he ever say, you're my son, today I have begotten you. And again, I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. That's a quote from Psalm 2-7. But when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all the angels of God worship him. So he's making this, this comparison between Jesus, the son, the inheritor, and angels. And how much greater Jesus is than these angels. <clears throat> and verse 7. And of the angels, he says, who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire? I looked at that and I wondered. I looked at a, a couple of different translations and I went back to what we call a... Um, Oh, I can't remember what it's called. An interlinear Bible. What an interlinear Bible does, it takes the, in, the original language of the Bible and, and we have word groups that we pair to those original words. And I look at those to see if, if the translation is anywhere near what it ought to be. Because this tells you exactly what it is. And I couldn't, I, I looked at those things and I was still, the question in my mind was when it says, who makes his angels spirits? I'm like, are they asking the question, who makes them? But they're not. They're not asking that. What it is, it's a statement that God makes them. Amen. God makes them. And so I went back to the quote, which is Psalm 104. I don't have it up there, but I want to read this to you. And I intentionally chose this from the old King James Version because I love the poetry of their language, the way they state this stuff. This is God speaking. He says, bless the Lord. I believe this is David. Perhaps it's David. I don't know exactly who it is. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, thou art very great, and thou art clothed with honor and majesty, who coverest thyself with light as with a garment, who stretchest out the heavens like a curtain, who layeth the beams of his chambers in the waters. I love that. I get a kick out of that. His, his, his houseboat. <laughs> God's houseboat. Who maketh the clouds his chariot. Wow. I love, you know what? The, this, this language, I just love the poetry in it. And it's actually pretty accurate. Who walketh upon the wings of the wind. This is who God is. And finally, the fourth verse says, Who maketh his angels spirits, his ministers of flaming fire. It is God who makes all these things. That's who, that's who God is. And I just, I'm just impressed. I'm, I'm, I'm moved with who God is. That he, he lays his chambers in the water. I mean, the beams of his chambers. I just, I just, I, I'm, I'm in love with it. I got up this morning at 420. 
And uh, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. And I go jump in the shower and by five o'clock I'm sitting in my, I'm sitting in my sanctuary and I am just gorging on the word of God. And I'm, and I'm there till about nine o'clock. And I'm just, I'm just like, I'm like, Pastor Poole know, would know what I mean by this. You know, I'm studying this stuff so much. It's like, you know what? I want to give you the whole bale of hay, but I can't. We've only got a little while here. But it's just, it, the word of God, I, I would, it's breakfast to me. I just made arrangements to eat breakfast with Tom Frank. And uh, he says, well, what time? I said, nine o'clock. Is that too late? Right? You know, and, oh, no, no, that's good. It has to be nine o'clock because from five to nine or 8.30, I'll, I'll, I'll be studying up until then. Boom, then, then I'll go eat some food, yeah. some physical food. But I tell you what, I, wanna, I, I, I got me a cup of coffee and the word of God and look up, man, let's get it on. You know, that, that's, that's to me, that, that's good living right there. I used to look forward to a lot of other things that I just don't have the strength for anymore, so it's a good thing I've changed. <laughs> All right, so, who makes his angels spirits of fire? I love this. Here's what he says to him. He says, but to the sun, he says, not to the angels now, but to the sun, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. A scepter is like you ever seen the baton that some drum major is carrying in the, or a king would have in his courtroom. The scepter, the royalty, the majesty. He says, your scepter, a scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. I like God. He tells me when to love and when to hate. The Bible actually says to be angry. There, there is the proper place and time for it and use for it. If you use it correctly. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. He's the happiest camper around. Oh, Jesus. And look what God is saying to him. It's God the Father is saying to God the Son, your throne, oh God. Amen. Jesus is God. I've said that uh, I don't know how many times. I remember when I discovered it. I'm like, wow, Jesus is God. He is God. He, he put on skin a couple thousand years ago. Before that, he was the Word. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Verse 14, and the Word became flesh, and he dwelt among us. He lived among us. God became a human being for a while. It's incredible because in, in Genesis, it says, God says, he's speaking. He says, let us make man in our image. And he comes full circle, and he makes himself in our image. And you know what? Jesus is still a man. Jesus the man, the man Christ Jesus is right now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. There is a man sitting in heaven right now. A man. He's God, man. He says, and you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. So we know that he is the creator. He is the creator. They will perish, but you remain. They will grow old like a garment. Like a cloak, you will fold them up, and they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will not fail. 
Look at the power of God. He'll roll up existence like a, like a cloak. Wow. It says that he measures the universe in the palm of his hand. And where it says that about God. And his years won't fail. Come on, baby. But to which of the angels, now he's, com he's comparing to the angels again, to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool? So look at all the times that we've mentioned angels already just in this first chapter. We're almost done with it. But to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool? And then he says this, he makes this statement. Well, it's a question. Are they not all, are not all the angels, that's who's being spoken of here, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? Amen. Who is it that inherits salvation? Us. Jesus, because he's the son and the heir and the inheritor, and we are the heirs of salvation, the angels are here to minister for us. Now, if you think you can get an angel to go and steal your neighbor's car and put it in your garage, that's not going to happen. <laughs> it won't happen. Let me show you something here, though. I want to make sure that I quote it correctly. I, was, I wasn't sure whether I was going to do this or not, but uh, out of uh, the Psalms, 103.20, I believe it is. It says, Bless the Lord, you his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening or being obedient to the voice of his word. If we will speak his word, God's word, it has to be God's word, not our desires, not some crazy thing that we've dreamed up. If we will speak his word, they're obedient to that. I remember the first time that idea was introduced to me. I'm like, no, I don't know how you got that, buddy, but you need to read the rest of the chapter. And so I did. And no, it's correct. Look it up yourself at Psalm 103. Read the whole thing. Do yourself a favor and don't trust me. You know, the reason that I am the student that I am is because I don't trust preachers. Funny thing for a guy like me to say, huh? <laughs> I, I would, I would, I'd listen to the preacher say something and I'm like, are you sure it says that? And so you know what that would cause me to do? Open this thing up. And I'm looking, and my God, it does say that. And then they say, well, it says in the Hebrew or it says in the Greek. Well, I'll find out about that too then. <laughs> it's not hard. You know what? You can get yourself Hebrews and, and Greek dictionaries. It's called a Strong's Concordance. You can, get, you can get a Strong's Concordance, and I think it's called a Vines Expository Dictionary. A set of them for like 25 bucks, and I tell you what, you will become as irritating as I am. <laughs> You'll say, oh, no, 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 that's not what that word means. They mistranslated that. So when I tell you, hey, no, this, this, is, it, this is correct, the translation, I've done some searching. I know what I'm looking at here. So, so the, the angels are obedient to the voice of God. So if you speak as the voice of God, 
then they'll respond to that. Are you with me? Okay, so that's the end of the first chapter of Hebrews. So let's move on. Second chapter. <clears throat> Therefore, we must give more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. What things? What are the things that we've heard? That Jesus, your throne, O oh God, Jesus is God. He's the creator of the earth and the heavens. He is superior to the angels. He is the heir of the throne of God. And that we are heirs of salvation with him. So don't lose sight of all these wonderful things. They're incredibly important because, you know what? The, it, you're not just, uh, I would say that I, I speak for the male because I can't help it, I guess. I'm a male. But I'm not just a man. I'm not just flesh and blood. The, 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 the Godhead lives within us. And if you speak as if that's not the case, you're shortchanging yourself and you're arguing with God. God tells us, no, he lives within us. The key, you know what, I was going to welcome everybody. It isn't good to be in the house of God. You know what, that is. It's good to be in the house of God, but you know what's even better? To be the house of God. That's what we are. We are the house of God. So, don't let that stuff slip away. Says, Therefore, we must give more earnest heed to the things that we've heard lest we drift away. Just carelessly, not thinking, not, 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 not grasping the preciousness of what we are. I love to see all these young minds here. Are you guys, are you guys paying attention to me? I forgot you were over here. I think I'm going to stand over here. <laughs> He says, for if the word spoken through angels proved to be steadfast and every transgression of disobedience re received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which was at first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard God, also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles, gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. So, so this word that is spoken first through angels, it, was, it, was, it, it, it meant what it said. It proved to be steadfast. Let me give you a, uh, an example of an angel speaking to one of us. In the, books of Dan, in the book of Daniel, in chapters 8 and in chapter 10, the angel Gabriel is speaking to Daniel. It says, it says in verse 1 of Daniel 8, In the third year of the reign of King Belshazzar, a vision appeared to me, to me, Daniel, after the one that appeared to me the first time. So this is his second vision. In verse 15 of the same chapter, it says, Then it happened when I, Daniel, had seen the vision and was seeking the meaning that suddenly there stood before me one having the appearance of a man, the angel, this is the angel Gabriel being spoken of, when having the appearance of a man, not a fat little baby or a woman. Oh, I'm not banging on you ladies. I love women. <laughs> Got one of my own, I'm telling you. They're great. She's so good, I don't need any other. Now I'm talking about them. <laughs> 
And I heard the man's voice between the I heard a man's voice between the banks of the Uliah, I believe, who called and said, Gabriel, make this man understand the vision. The voice I'm assuming was God. I can't prove it. Saying, hey, Gabriel, talk to da Daniel here and get him to understand this. In the 10th chapter, starting on the fourth verse, it says, now on the 24th day of the first month, I want to give you a little idea of what some of these angels can look like. This is still Gabriel. He goes, as I was by the side of the great river, that is the Tigris, I lifted my eyes. I'm at Daniel 10, 4. John, I know you're going there. I lifted my eyes and I looked and behold, a certain man clothed in linen whose waist was girded with the gold of Euphaz. His body was like beryl. That's a gem. His face was like the appearance of lightning. His eyes like torches of fire. His arms and his feet like burnished bronze in color and the sound of his words like the voice of a multitude. Then he said to me, do not fear Daniel. For from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard and I have come because of your words. Daniel prays. This is an Old Testament man. Daniel prays, and an angel, Gabriel, shows up. And he gives him this message. He tells him, he says, he says, the, he goes, I would have been here sooner. He says, but the prince of, of the kingdom of Persia withstood me for 21 days. And behold, Michael, another angel, one of the chief princes came to help me. Verse 14, he says, now I've come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision refers for things to come. So this is telling us that these angels, their word proved steadfast about the things that they told us that were going to happen. You know, Gabriel doesn't just show up there. Gabriel, he's the guy who shows up to, to Zechariah. Remember, Zechariah is in the temple, right? He's serving in the temple, and he's, he's, the, the, Gabriel tells Zechariah, hey, your wife is going to have a son. His name is going to be John, right? And what does is, what is, what is Zachariah do? Yeah, really? How's that going to happen, right? He didn't believe him, right? No, Gabriel, he's, he says, I'm Gabriel, dude. I'm Gabriel. He goes, and you know what? You're going to be dumb from now on until the kid's born because we don't want you speaking any unbelief. He shut his mouth until the kid was born. Then the kid gets born and they ask him, what's his name? And they're coming up with all these names and he writes down, John. And then suddenly his mouth is loose. Now that he's speaking truth, now that he's speaking faith, well, it's not faith anymore. He's, he's, there's the kid, right? But I love that. He goes, he said the same thing to Mary. Gabriel goes to, Angel, Gabriel goes to Mary and, and Mary says, wow, that's very cool. How are you going to do that? No man, how do you do that? You know? She was the first woman who said, you know, I don't need no man. <laughs> the rest of them needed a man. So how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? That's the message that we're getting spoken
For he has not put the world to come of which we speak in subjection to angels. Wow. It's not. Amen. That's, I mean, it's just plain, that's absolutely correct. Now, that doesn't mean that the angels aren't tremendous, wonderful beings, powerful. They're part of God's creation. The whole family of heaven and earth is named after God, and that includes those angels. Why am I telling you this? I just think, I think just the facts are, are incredibly important. They're just, they just, it, it fascinates me, like Mr. Spock would say. Fascinating. You know? But you hear me tell you something. The angels, are, you know, we're, when we are born, we have an angel that is our guardian. The Bible doesn't give us any sort of a reason to believe that as you age and become an adult and not so cute anymore, that the angel splits. He's there right now to help you out. But if you don't know he's there, you'd never do anything about it, would you? You know, there was an angel that would go into the pool of Bethesda and stir up the waters, right? And the first person to go in would get healed. So we can, we can deduce from that that there are angels that heal. So if I've got a sick relative or a friend and they're over in Arkansas, I can send that healing angel to them. You know, I got sick. I was reading a letter that I'd written to God last year. I got, I, for the first time in nine years, I got, I got a, a flu bug, a cold, something that killed a lot of people, and it was, it, was, it was wiping me out bad. And I wrote God a letter, and I asked him, I asked him, why did this happen to me? Did I do something that encouraged this? Did I do something that allowed this to come in? And it was dated 129.19. I'm like, Wow. I found that on my desk. And, uh, um, well, the reason I'm telling you that is this. When I finally came out of that, I was, I, 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 I was, I was sick bad. My wife became the nurse. I mean, literally. I, was, I, was, I wouldn't even tell her how horrible I felt because I knew it would break her heart. I mean, I, I, was, I, I thought, you know, this, might, this is it, Elizabeth. This is the big one, right? I'm coming now, right? But anyway, I get, I get healed up. Thank God I, I get people praying for me when I couldn't pray for myself. Be nice to other people so they'll pray for you when you need it, okay? It's helpful. So I, get, I, get, I, I start to get my wits back on me, and I literally could not think I was so ill. And I got my wits back around me, and the first thing I did was I said, Angel, I said, you find that demon who did this to me, and you take as many of your friends with you as you need. And you bind that dog until Jesus gets there. Amen. And I meant it. And they're doing it. And it's being done right now. They're going to pay a price. You mess with God's man. Don't mess with me. And we all ought to have that attitude. Amen. Not just because I'm Pastor Howie. I'm just Howie. Most of the time, I don't know who Pastor is. Sometimes I wonder why they made me one. But... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. <laughs> so, he didn't put the world to come and in, uh, in subject into the angels. This here is very interesting. I'm going to try to get through this quickly. I'm going to get you out of here because it's already 8 o'clock. He says, but one testified in a certain place saying, 
What is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you, that you care for him. You take care of him. Now what this is, this is, a, this is a quote of Psalm 8. And David is talking here. Now I have to point this out to you because I think there's, a, there's a serious error in the scripture here. And the serious, the reason that I think it's serious is because it doesn't happen just once, it repeats itself. It says here in Psalm 8, I'm going to start in verse 3. It says, this is David's. He says, when I consider the heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars, which you have ordained, what is man that you're mindful of him, the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little bit lower than the angels and crowned him with glory and honor. The word angels in the original Hebrew language should have been Elohim, or it is Elohim. This word should have, this, this should say, for you have made him a little bit lower than God. Man is a little lower than God, right? So you've made him a little bit lower than God. You crowned him with glory and honor. You made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You've put all things under his feet. Now stop and think about this, all things. Well, what are all those all things? It's, it says here, when I consider the work of the heavens, of your fingers, the moon, the stars, that thou hast ordained, it's not just the earth that we have dominion over. Amen. It's Mars. Amen. Alpha Centauri. Well, that's out there. That takes some faith. I tell you what, I need to learn about that too. I got my brother John up here. He says, hey, I'm going to tell the wind to stop. And I'm like, okay, let's see it happen. And I'm, I have to admit, I'm, I'm, I don't have any faith to stop the wind. That's why it won't ever stop for me, I guess. But, <laughs> but we, have, we have authority over the entire creation. So you read here, you read here, this is, this is, this is the New Testament now is quoting the Old Testament. You've made him, it says, verse 7, you've made him a little bit lower than the angels. They're quoting the, the, the incorrectly stated Psalm 8. It shouldn't say that. What it should say, you've made him a little lower than God. And you've crowned him with glory and honor and you set him over the works of your hands. You put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that for in that he put all in subjection under him. He left nothing that was not put under him. But we now do not see everything yet. All things put under him. What does that mean? That means that God is not exercising all of his authority in the earth right now. That's why people ask, why is there sickness? Why is there wars? Why is there disease? Why is there birth defects? Because God is not exerting all of his authority on the earth right now. There's going to come a time when he does. He's giving, he's, he's, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to draw the line and say it's over. It would be like you with your own kid. I'm going to give this kid as many chances, as many chances, as many chances, as many chances. And when you draw the line, that's it. The door's closed. That's it. God not willing that any of us should be lost. And so he's not exerting all of his authority in the earth right now. Finally, verse nine but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels. No, 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 he wasn't. He was made a little lower than God. Amen. You guys following me on this? Amen. Because they misquoted a, a bad quote. It should have been he was made a little lower than God. And they just kept right on following it because they did. I, maybe they were afraid. 
You know, when the people, I, I got to thinking about this, I was talking to my wife about it. Why would they have done that originally? Because the Hebrews wouldn't even speak God's name. So that's probably why they translated it that way. They wouldn't even say his name because they thought it would bring death upon them. So in their heart, they were right, but and maybe, maybe literally they were right. I didn't live back then. It would, but see, why am I telling you this? Because you know what? In the angels class, we will dive in much deeper than we are tonight. The angels class will take probably a minimum of two sessions. And the two sessions will probably be a 45-minute session and a 15-minute break or a 20-minute break. And then we'll have another 45-minute session. And I think we'll have at least two classes like that. So if you want to come to the class on the angels, you need to bring your big boy pants you need to bring a notebook, bring your Bible. I'm going to have a lot of printed out material for you, notes for you to follow along with me. But I tell you what, when you get done with this class, you're going to know what angels are like. You're not going to know what I'm telling you like. You're going to know what this is telling you, what they're like. Okay, now I want to see all the hands of those of you who are going to sign up for the class. <laughs> That really, that really is the point. I have a two, I have a two point, two points to that I'm trying to get across here tonight is the difference between the angels and God. And yet I'm trying to, I, I really do want to have this class. I think it's going to be cool because you know what? If you, if you, and it's all faith. And Jesus says, if you have faith, you'll speak to the mountain, right? If you have faith, you will speak, Period. So speak to the angels. Speak to your angel. You have a guardian angel. If you think there are no such thing as angels, then you better tear out a whole bunch of pages in your Bible. Because there's a lot of them in there. Sabe? That means you understand? Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So. Yeah. So we, we, you know, we, we, we have to be careful with the authority that we have and the responsibility that is given to us. How to use it. It takes faith. But you can't have faith for something that you don't know about. Amen. I love it. I remember the first time I heard this statement it was by a, a guy named Creflo Dollar. He's got a big old church back in uh, Georgia. And he says, your faith cannot exceed your knowledge of the word of God. Right. How can you believe for what you don't know anything about? Yeah. Right here is the promissory note. God tells us all the things he's going to do. And we have to believe it. And people who believe it, watch it happen. Some people don't see it happen in their lifetime. But we're still promised that reward. So this thing with the angels is the same thing as with faith. We can, we can, what we do is we will be able to gain a partner who has been waiting for us to open our mouths. And say, go do this and go do that. Because they're, they're given the authority at that point. Because they're here to minister for us. But if you're sitting there and just watching football games and eating milk duds, you know. I just saw somebody eating milk duds tonight. I, hadn't, I haven't thought about milk duds in a long time. <laughs> they are good. Yeah, that's why I didn't eat them. I've got plenty of duds on me already, so... <laughs> So that's it. So just let me pray over you. But I want to do this. I'm going to pray over you. And then we're going to have our prayer team come up. And listen, if you have a need, 
of any kind, whether it be a physical healing, do you have an emotional problem? Do, do you just want to share what God has done for you? You know, uh, if, if, do you want some help to believe, to help believe in these angels? You know, because I know the people that are going to come up here and pray with you, they're as crazy as I am. They, 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 oh yeah, the angels, yeah, yeah, got, got that, yeah. So let, me, so let me pray over you and then we're going to just release you. I want to thank you so much in advance for, for being here tonight. Father God, Lord, I just thank you for the souls that are here tonight. I thank you for the, for the truth that is spoken in your word and that you revealed it to us, Lord. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who is our teacher, who opens your word for us so that we can receive it. Father God, I just declare right now that this, this word, this knowledge will sink deep into the hearts of every soul in this room right now. Father, I declare your favor upon each and every one of them right now, that you would, you would have your angel build a wall of protection around each and every one of them and guide them, lead them in their steps, keep them safe. I bless them right now in the name and in the authority that's above all names. The name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.